Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk I want to share with you today. When I was in high school, there was much pressure to achieve. Straight A's were expected. I didn't make straight A's. The worst part of it was that I was told I was quite capable of making straight A's, implying that it wasn't that I didn't have innate ability, but that it was a character flaw. I was lazy. Not that I didn't have my moments of fleeting glory. Once I was the only student in AP English to get an A-plus on an essay about, um, well, I don't remember what it was about. Something about English, I think. But anyway, speaking of AP English, I won't name the teacher. If any of my classmates are listening, they'll know who she was. But when she wrote your grade on the paper, if you got an A, it was written very small in the corner of the page. If you got a bad grade, like a D or an F, she wrote it very large so students across the hall could see it. Little children are born with the desire to please their parents. It's God's way of helping parents train them up in godliness. Unfortunately, too many parents don't get the hint. Criticism often outweighs praise. By the way, I'm not implying here that my parents raised me like that, but I'm afraid many do raise their children in this way. Children have a desire to please their parents and others in authority until they don't. Some kids can never figure out the secret of getting that coveted praise, so they give up. When this happens, they often end up with the feeling deep down that they're just not good enough. They're second-rate people, and they might as well accept it. So they set out to find someone else whom they can please, and this usually doesn't end well. Paul prayed for the Colossians that they would live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. This is obviously an even deeper issue than that inborn desire to please your parents. We're meant to please God. Which do you think is easier, pleasing your parents or pleasing God? Imagine people will answer that question differently, but let me just make one observation. Sometimes you can fool your parents, but you can never fool God. As Proverbs says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good. Every Sunday in our church, we pray a prayer that begins like this. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. The implication of all this is that we should please God not only when other people are noticing. We should not only please God in our outward actions, but in our words, even those we mutter to ourselves and in the attitudes and thoughts of our hearts. Are you encouraged at this point? Now, many of you, like me, were raised in church. We were taught what was right and wrong in God's sight. And we were taught that God would bring every person into judgment. If my mother taught me one verse of Scripture, it was this one. Be sure your sin will find you out. That's from Numbers 32, by the way. She never gave me the reference. I had to look it up for myself. 
I've often joked that when I was a boy, if I struck a match across town, my parents could smell it. My mom once found a match in the pocket of my blue jeans. She looked me right in the eye and asked me if I'd been smoking. I dissolved into tears and then lied to her. (laughs) Smoking was a mortal sin in our theology. Ask yourself this question. Do I measure up? Am I good enough? I'm going to guess that most of you are telling yourselves right now, no, I'm not good enough. I haven't pleased God as I should. I feel the same way. What are we to do? The answer to our problem is actually quite simple. First, acknowledge that you're not good enough. There's no use faking it. And then, and this is the main thing, stop judging yourself and turn your gaze upon the one who is good enough. Listen to 1 Corinthians 1, 30 and 31. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. A rental car company who was admittedly in second place in the industry used to have a slogan, we try harder. No matter how hard you try, you can never please God by your own human efforts and your own strength. What pleases God is sinless perfection. All of us have already blown that one. You may say, that's not fair. Nobody's perfect. And it's true that nobody's perfect except one person. When Jesus Christ came into the world as a human being, God on at least two occasions spoke out loud from heaven. If you pay close attention to these things, you'll note that God doesn't talk out loud where everybody can hear very often, but he did with Jesus. Most famously, he did this when Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River and when he was transfigured on the mountain before Peter, James, and John. I think I can remember one other time from the Gospels where that happened. In those first two instances, God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus lived a sinless life. He always did what Father God wanted him to do, always said what God wanted him to say. He was pleasing to God in every way. Here's the good part. God will put Jesus' righteousness and perfection to your account if you just believe him. That's what it means in 1 Corinthians when it says that Jesus became righteousness and sanctification and redemption for us. To expand a bit more, listen to what James says about old Abraham who was not a perfect person, as you know if you've uh, read his biography in Genesis. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Wow, a friend of God, that's what I want to be. My problem is that I'm a sinner, and God is perfectly holy, but I can be God's friend in spite of that because of Jesus. He is my righteousness. 
He is good enough. And so when I trust him, his good enough becomes my good enough. How can this be? Well, Paul said there in Corinthians, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. In other words, God does this whole thing. I can't be good enough by my own efforts, and I certainly can't accomplish this amazing and mysterious work of applying the righteousness of Christ to my own life by my efforts. It's all God's doing. So let me ask you now, are you good enough? The answer is it doesn't matter how good you are or how good I am. I am a failed sinner, but Jesus is good enough to please God. He is perfectly righteous, and God has promised to put down his righteousness on my ledger if I look to him and trust him completely. Friend, I think this is about the best news you could ever hear. You don't have to fret over not measuring up anymore. Jesus has measured up for you. He will make you righteous, not because of what you've done or what you've failed to do, but because of what he has done and because of who he is. Praise the name of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that indeed Jesus is good enough. He is my righteousness. And for everyone who's listening to me, who trusts Jesus, who looks to him and quits looking to themselves to try to measure up and try to make it by their own efforts, but just give it all to Jesus, put their sin and their failure at the feet of Jesus Christ and trust him and they will find that Jesus is good enough and his good enough is put to our account. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, dear friend, uh, continue to pray for our church. It's called the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We are struggling to start a new work. We've been at it for about two years now, and God's been with us. We're still at it. We're, we're of one accord. We've got a group of people that love God and love each other, and it's really wonderful. But pray for us that God would help us to reach our community here in the greater uh, Albany and Schenectady uh, area. They call it the, the capital district around here. We meet in Schenectady at uh, the American Legion Hall, which is at 1809 Union Street. And if you're in the area, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to meet you. We would love to share the love of Jesus with you. 10 o'clock on Sundays, 1809 Union Street. And as always, you can always reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.